Well, we said two weeks ago we'd be back, same place, same time, for another um, discussion, I suppose, on Celtic's wonderful European record. Lee, how's it going? Um, do you want the honest answer, or do you want the 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 fabricated answer, Pish? Uh, which, which one's more downbeat, because that's all I'm here for. Well, look, I'll... I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm keeping really, really good. Uh, <laughs> Celtic in Europe, they just they know how to make you really happy and you know go about life smiling. Um, waking up in the mornings and yeah, feeling really, really good. <laughs> Everything that I say there is complete and utter bullshit, man. Uh, where do you get started? Where do you get started, Pierce? Um, just could not believe that ending. I, I mean. It has to be the first thing you talk about when you think about that game. Um, expectations, I think, for myself before the game, it was sort of like, at the minute, with the way we've been in Europe over the last couple of seasons, I was going in with, not maybe low expectations, but, you know, I was sort of saying to myself all day, um, yeah, Salah could definitely get a win because Lazio weren't on good form, but, you know, what we're like in Europe and we're prone to silly mistakes and, I think the, the the performance sort of that thinking. Um, I think that Sally played fantastic at, at, at times. Um, controlled the game for large spells. You know, really good in, in possession. Um, you know, quick fire pass, and I thought that chance creation was pretty decent as well. But I mean, in terms again, it just it just seems like another missed opportunity. Pierce, the same sort of feeling as as Feyenoord. Um, you know, when, when you're at Celtic Park and a Champions League night, you're, you're fully expecting the crowd to be behind you. Um, so definitely would have thought that we had more opportunity to, to get three points the other night as opposed to the faner. But again, it's just a case of, yeah, like I say, missed opportunity and just extremely disappointed, man. Yeah, well, I mean, as you know, I'm normally terribly upbeat before games. Don't predict that, other than a resounding victory. But I, I was so sure that we uh, we were going to win. Like I, I, I couldn't have been more sure of anything in my life that we were going to win on Tuesday night. Um, and then, and then we didn't. Um, <laughs> still not sure how we actually lost the game. Um, I know how we didn't win it, but losing it, it's just, I don't know. Um, Maybe we could just sack off that and we'll just talk about the Motherwell game. That might be better off for, uh, for half an hour. But it was just... We'll probably get into the reasons why we didn't win. Um, and I want to saw the team sheet. Yang was the only real issue. or well, not issue. Um, Were you surprised by Yang's inclusion? Um, surprised in that I felt he was dreadful on Saturday against Motherwell. Um and then he was dreadful again, I thought, on Wednesday night. But I can I can see why he probably played him in that he's got he is quick. Maybe he thought we might hit them on the break or something if they push people on, but then it just didn't the game just passed them by. It did, yeah. Sort of he looked out of his depth pierce, didn't he? Yeah. I think that would be a pretty good summary of his of his performance. Um Listen, 
it's it's very easy, you know, to to get carried away after another defeat in the Champions League. It really is, and you know, I've seen the word sort of deserved thrown about on social media since the defeat. And the thing about football is, and you know this, you deserve absolutely nothing in football. You know, especially when you're playing in the Champions League. You know, that led to the second goal in terms. You know, Cameron Carter Vickers. There was one man you're not expecting to give the ball away in a, in a certain area of the pitch. It's definitely him. But I mean, you can definitely give him. You could definitely make excuses for Carmen Carter Vickers when he getting back, um, back from injury and stuff. But in terms of what's required to to dig out results in the, in the Champions League. That's not it. I think you need to be switched on for every second of every minute of every game. Um, I, I do have to say, I, I probably was a wee bit critical of Joe Hart um, when, I, when I was watching the game um, for Pedro's header. But I mean, yeah. I think that was more anger um, than anything, more frustration. I think it was an unbelievable finish. The more you watch it, um, the way he took that second goal. That's what That's it. That's why he was a top player. That's why you play for Barcelona. These kind of things, yeah. To be honest, I, I haven't watched the back. Um, I physically can't do it. I, but um, my dad found me after he was at it, and he um, from well, he he hates Joe Hart anyway. So from one hundred and forty yards away, he was blaming Joe Hart for the goal. So I've not watched the back since. But do you think he was too slow to kind of get his, move move his legs? I think my only issue with Joe Hart. And Pierce for me was, and again, I don't want to be overly critical of certain individuals. Um, but when that ball crum- comes across from the cross, Joe Hart should be already making that move across into the center of goal, as opposed to staying yeah. static. Do you know, I think Pedro was really smart with his finish, putting it across the face of goal, because nine times out of ten, you know, a striker is going to paid that as close to the goal as possible to go across the, the, the goal like he did it shows real brilliance and real quality I just think that Joe Hart's positioning could have been a bit better because he fully commits that Pedro's going to go to Joe Hart's right side yeah. um, and then obviously goes across the face so then Joe Hart has to check his running and he's, he's totally beat so I'm just thinking in terms of positioning and don't get me wrong I'm not a, an absolute master man when it comes to goalkeeping um, but I don't know. It, it, it's it's easy saying this on a podcast and talking back about the game, but when you're in that situation and you're you know you're you're a professional footballer and, and playing a game like that, who who am I to say? But you know, just if, if I'm if I'm looking at it again, I'm sort of going in terms of position. You could give your give yourself a better opportunity if you're in the middle of the goal. Um, but you know, in terms of the finish, I thought the finish was absolutely outstanding. There, as as well as Celtic did as well thought overall for me again you know how much I admire this player but I thought Dyson Maeda was absolutely sensational yeah uh, I thought he was I thought he was brilliant dude and I I, like that game kind of probably showed all of his good and bad traits in one Um, but yeah for like uh, work right endeavour he was involved in the first goal I mean the the one the, the chance he kind of missed I said that 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 when that came through to him I suppose if he, if he was a bit more clever about it he was that far ahead he actually probably should have slowed himself down and let the guy run into him he probably could have got a penalty out of it um, yeah but I thought he he was he was everywhere um on Wednesday I keep forgetting what day it was um I thought I thought Riley had a good game 
Um, particularly in the second half, we made a lot more of the ball. And I think maybe people, are, I, don't want, I know everyone's mentioned Hart, but I don't think O'Reilly's positioning was great for that goal. I thought he, he, there was two guys behind him and I felt like he wasn't aware of where he was. His positioning wasn't great. So I don't want to be too critical on on him or really anyone after the game. And I think if you, I don't know if, if everyone's listened, I say everyone that's listened to this, all one of us, uh, Listen to Roger's comments, but I think what I mean, probably this is the, the, the bigger topic. I think the way if you read between the lines of what Rogers is saying is that he can't, I don't think he can get any more out of that group of players. Like, I think that player, that team in the main is probably doing as well as that team can. And the issue, the bigger issue is that we've not kicked on in the summer and bought anyone to improve the team, even to, to make the slightest improvement um, I think we, if we had Jada the other night we, that would have been a completely different game for us running at that defence or even though you would have you knew more about him you were kind of more excited when the when the rumours were going but that Daniel Podence or whatever his name was you know if we maybe made that kind of ambition to go and get someone like him on the wing that's where you see a difference he scored last night for an Olympiacos didn't he? did he? I, I, I wouldn't even know yeah, he did, yeah. It, it's sort of like, you're sort of sick about, you're sort of talking about the same topic, but I mean, Brendan Rogers is a very, very smart guy. We've talked about this before. And he's very wise, I think, Piers, when, he, when he's, you know, talking in interviews after games. Um, his post-match interviews are always very calculated. And, and I think, essentially, what he's saying is, and in, in fact, that, I go so far saying that he is putting a message out there to basically say this is this isn't the team that I thought that I was gonna end up with at the end of that yeah. transfer window, um, and it, it's very safe to say that that's not a Champions League squad. That's not being critical. I think that's just being realistic. Um, I think with in terms of quality, if we had the team that we had last year, I think we win that game easily. I don't even think we win a by a clear one goal or whatever. I think we we'll beat Lazio easily. Lazio for me were really disappointing. All right, that's not a good side. No. That's not a good Lazio side. It's a very, very poor team. And again, I'll say the same thing. I wasn't that impressed by Feyenoord at all, even though they're Dutch champions or whatever. And I know Lazio beat Napoli the other week and they absolutely battered them off the pitch. But, you know, in terms of facing a team like Lazio, you're always expecting Lazio to have brilliance. You're always expecting to have quality. Don't get me wrong. In terms of the second goal, they showed that brilliance and showed that quality in Pedro. But I mean, that was definitely a chance, Pearson. And I just think with a wee bit more added quality into that save, and I think I'm, I'm talking about. I don't even need to go into, into detail about it. Is you know we've, we've spoke about that length before, but where we need to improve, everyone, you know, Stevie Wonder could see where that solid team needs to improve at the minute. Um, and I, I think you know it's very easy as well to. I mean, the, the last couple of weeks of Liam Scales was playing bad. He would be getting absolutely roasted, roasted on social media. And I think Liam Scales over the last couple of weeks has been absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I thought the other night as well, I thought Liam Scales was one of the best players in the pitch. If he doesn't get a new contract out of this, I'll be absolutely surprised. I'll be very, very surprised. And I think he's done enough for it. Do you think he's the answer long term in terms of being a... A mainstay in the team, and again, I said this last week. Who who, who knows? He, he's definitely doing himself. He's do, doing himself a massive 
massive favour um, with his recent performances. But when you're talking about Champions League, you know, we need more quality in that state. There needs to be an injection of quality here in January. Now, by that stage, we're going to be out of the Champions League. Let's be completely honest about it. Um, it's a it's a huge huge mountain to climb at the very start of a Champions League game, le- campaign. Let alone, you know, after two games and after two defeats. But I mean, we need to be real about this as well. You know, we used to say the old one that you know Celtic used to wait until you know the last couple of games. Sorry, the last. See how the 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 playoffs and the Champions League playoffs played out before. You know, with we brought any quality in to give the Champions League a real go. But we were already qualified for the Champions League. You know, we yeah. knew what we needed to bring in. We needed to bring in quality. And the board just didn't deliver. Up to now, you look at that team. And I've seen a tweet by 20-minute Tims and they put out um, the players that we've brought in. And there's like only one starting at the minute. And I think that's a real true reflection of the quality we're having to say. I think we'll be fine domestically. I think that's a good enough squad to win the win the league. But that that's not enough this season. You know, I've said it last week. I said it the week before. Rodgers, you cannot tell me that Brendan Rodgers... Everything that he says was the emphasis was all about Europe this season. It was all about kicking on in Europe. You know, the wheels were already in motion in terms of the league. You know, let's be honest. Look at Michael B. Look at the look at the Rangers say that he built. That was never going to be a threat anyway. I I really do believe that. I remember saying that in the first couple of weeks as well. I watched Rangers and I was like, I don't think we've much to worry about this season. But on the you know on the European front, that right now is not a team that is going to do really well in the Champions League. And I'm very surprised that appears because I thought this season was the season where we're gonna after all the after all the after all the shade and the turmoil over the last fifteen years in Europe, I thought this season was gonna be the one where we're gonna kick on. Though uh, I mean I couldn't disagree with anything that and that's why it's so just disheartening. I find it and like when when the goal went in, did and I just sank onto my knees and I literally at the end of the game just sat in silence like 10 minutes um, just maybe this kind of acceptance of our, I don't know not even realisation but just like are we just never going to do anything in Europe now ever like ever going to win a game or or beat any team of no like just and it's you look at the nucleus of the maybe not the entire squad but the team if everyone's fit look they're never going to catch like the superpower teams but they can easily you know, with a, with a, with a, with some sort of injections and in, like three, like the left hand side really cost us the other night between Taylor and Yang, and 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 Hart and the goal. Like if it, it's not as if we're looking for major open like open heart surgery, or it's it's just you know trying to find some people that will make a difference to that team and try and kick us on to at least get toward. To, I, I think toward was the aim and. And Torch should have been the aim. And, and now you're looking at us. We're two in. And we've got no points when we, we, we could have had four. Like So it's it's just annoying, isn't it? I think that's it, mate. Do you want to know someone as well? It, it, can you be, you know, you look at it and you go, with, with the excuse for years that was the, it was always the financial, the financial gulf between Celtic and the rest of, you know, closing the Champions League. But, that's not an excuse this season. It's not an excuse. I mean, in terms of last year and the group we got, we were looking at that group last year. I can remember going up in the train. We were in Leipzig and we're driving, going up, the, driving up the train. I Google. We're traveling up in the train, having a few beers, just chatting away about General Salic chat as you do and love and life. And 
one of the boys was like, I think we're going to absolutely pump Leipzig. And he was being 100% serious. And I can remember thinking to myself, that's the, that's the thing that, that Postacoglu has created here. You know, he's instilled that real belief. This year, when you get this group, you look at that and you're going, Brendan Rodgers, you know, he's back in there. And, you know, this is going to be it. This is going to be This is a real opportunity. And it's just so fucking heartbreaking. It's disheartening this fan, you know. Absolute disbelief that we haven't picked up a point against two average Champions League seats. I mean, we could have played Real Madrid and fucking PSG or Newcastle for that matter um, in the last two games. And, you know, you're not really expecting a hell of a lot. You want to give it a real go against those teams, you know. But, I mean, if you're getting beat 1 or 2 nil by those teams, it's sort of okay, you know. But not okay. It's not accepted. Defeat's never accepted. It's all like, obviously. But you look at that the other night and you're just going, that is absolutely criminal. And the biggest thing is, you know, you're going away from it and you know that it was a lack of quality yeah. that stopped you from getting a point there. That, it was that, a lack of quality. That's the thing. And, you know, we probably did, between this season and, and, and last season's are probably two of the best opportunities we'll ever get to try and take, to get out of a group now. And, I mean, it's, it's highly unlikely that we're going to get toward now, I think, at this stage, even in, in the group. I think we'd have to, we'd have to be, we'd have to be the Atletico at home and be fine. Or, huge, uh, huge game. Yeah, and then, um, now, I'll be honest, I, I would be extremely annoyed if we go to Lazio in whenever that is and get it doing because they are one of the most buying average teams I've ever seen. There was nothing in them that made me think, oh, they're a, they, they, they're a serious team. They, they, I think they came fourth, whatever it was, in, in Serie A last season. But they were, they were, they were one of the worst teams I've seen Celtic play in the Champions League, and and we lost. Pierce, I've went to Champions League games at Celtic Park and walked away and went, Do you know what? That's they were fucking outstanding. I can remember, I still talk about it to this day. Cavani's header for PSG against Celtic. And you're walking away from that game and going, obviously you're disappointed you get beat, right? But you're going, fuck, that was quality, wasn't it? That was fucking outstanding. That was a quality team. You're walking away from that and you're going, what the fuck? What, what, you know, it's like, when did the board, when when does action actually be taken, Pierce? I mean, what does it actually take? Do you think, like, try and get into the mindset of, of you know, if you're, if you're in control of Salik, and you're you're seeing those games like surely to God you're going. We messed up in this transfer window. Oh, I think it's um, I think it's clearly made a mess of the transfer window. They um, they just didn't back the manager with the, the level of player that's been required. We're still shopping around for for one and two million pound players when we should be looking at kind of. Between five and ten million pound players. Are you surprised by it? And the reason why I'm asking it is because Brendan Rogers left because he evidently wasn't being backed. Yeah. Um and I'll, I think screens of a situation as appears. Yeah. I mean I, I, I don't know, I think we spent something like was it thirteen million quid in the summer? Or maybe more. I, I can't even remember what the figure was. Um we, we we signed like the quantity of players we signed is is huge but it's it's the quality is not there i mean we they talking again about that that post that 20 minute tim's one like 
And just first couple of windows were great. And then after that, the level just seemed to die off and dip in the windows. I mean, Bernabe, he's, he's gone. He's he's out. The, he's done. Seagrist is done. Um, there's so many of them. Iwata can't get a game. Oh, is getting like five and ten minutes. So he's obviously not doing it. That really made them think, you know what, he's a, even a 20-minute player. Um. And what was the crack? Is it Quan or Quan in the summer? Like he's just non-existent. Um, I think there's serious questions to be asked about what it is we're trying to do. I get that what well, they're trying to sign players like Yang, who are and Yang and is it Tilio? Kind of how to pronounce his name? Uh, thinking right, hope we get them in, and they will become the next big thing. We can nurture them, but. But why can't we just go? And I know it's easier said than done. But just go and buy a ready-made player like an Alistair Johnson. Here's the thing as well. It's always said that you know players don't want to go to you know Scotland. They don't want to go to Scotland. But when you look at players like Alistair Johnson, you look at players like Cameron Carter Vickers. I mean, you're talking about quality players, like quality players who could walk on to a lot, a lot of teams in Europe. And that that sort of blows that notion out of the water for me. I think. The, the the dynamic of of Celtic and we'll speak about this model this Celtic model and, and listen you know they're obviously you know very very clear in the black you know profit for the roof this season but in terms of actually delivering on the pitch like we're chasing the domestic double this year for me again I said again and I'm fucking sick of of saying this and. I'm actually sick of hearing my own voice talk about this topic. The whole thing this season for me was to see Celtic make some kind of stamp in Europe, whether that be Champions League or whether that be Europa League. The belief amongst the fans in the summer was that we were going to do that. When you lose out in Postacoglu, okay, you know, you're a wee bit like, oh, fuck, here we go. But when you bring back Brendan Rodgers, you're thinking, okay, Brendan Rodgers was sort of, it left, he left in a really, really bad way. The whole reason was that he wasn't being backed and this, that, and the other. So the fact of the matter that he's now in the Champions League campaign with a squad that he's 100% not happy with, it's criminal. It's absolutely fucking criminal. And I can't wrap my head around it. It's like, you'd have a lot of respect for Brendan Rodgers if he'd literally just come out and says, listen, this squad isn't good enough. He, and I think he is saying that with his wording. He can't actually come out and say those words, obviously, because he lose a fucking changing and the whole thing will go to shit. But I mean, oh, it's just domestically, you know, it, like you said, there talk about Motherwell. We could talk about Motherwell and have our blue in the face. You know, after Motherwell, you're absolutely delighted. You know, obviously, they drop more points with seven points clear in the league domestically. And I'm absolutely loving that. I'm loving the fact that they're shit. You know, last night I had a fucking unbelievable night. Watson could beat by some yeah. pub team. And that definitely helped, definitely helped the the it's mood sweet. and made me happier and it made me actually go, Do you know what it is, Celtic and the Celtic board for a penis, lads. Who gives a fuck about the Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's like everything domestically is sort of looking after itself. Celtic are doing what Celtic are doing, they're always picking up those wins and you know, I never Never say it, never say dad. And it's actually funny. I'll talk about the, the Motherwell game. There's a guy that I'm working with at the minute, and he's very he's very close with one of the Motherwell players, uh, Brody Spencer, who had a decent enough game against Celtic. 
And what he was saying was, he was asking them, you know, what was it like to play, play against Celtic? He's a, he's a massive Rangers fan. And sure. he was saying it's just absolutely ridiculous. And he actually compared the two. He says, when you're playing against Rangers, it's actually easier because the pace is, is a wee bit slower. He says, with Celtic, it's just absolutely relentless. And I know that thing, you know, people try to say that it was an Anz Postacoglu thing. You know, obviously he said at the training, we never stopped, but it's always been the Celtic way. And what he was saying was that it's just relentless. It's just wave after wave after wave. You know, so if we're doing that in Scotland, you know, it's sort of like, how can we carry that through in Europe? And we carry that through by bringing in more quality. Yeah, uh, that's it. I can... I thought it's just it's so hard to talk about, isn't it? Like uh, last night, I the same. It, it, it was some laugh to eat me then I watching watching them get beaten by that, that team. Uh, I have to say, Piers, I'm sorry for interrupting. We called this. We said this very very early on in the season. That team is the worst Rangers team. They they they're awful. They, aren't they? Awful. they are up there with Pedro's team. Like. They're right, right up there with, I'm talking Paul Le Guin, right across the last, since they were come back into existence. That is a truly awful team. Like, I mean, did you watch the game? Did you see parts of their game? Uh, last night, I watched the, I watched pretty much all of it, actually. Um, yeah, I turned on, turned on after 10 minutes and they were 1-0 down. I was like, oh, I'll keep this on. Um, and then I just kept it on. Um, between that, uh, I mean, it's just... They were slagging us for Wednesday night, and like I mean, we are we part of the problem now because we're moved on to slagging off them. But I mean, you might as well because there's nothing better than having someone else feel worse than you. So I'm all about that train. Be <laughs> honestly, I mean, see about was see about was the other way about. I'd be broken, like genuinely broken. Honestly, like seven points clear at the start of October, and by the way, they're playing some Murn here at the weekend, and that is a fucking tough game for them. Yeah, it's massive. Um, I mean, if we get through October, so we've got Hibs away and Hearts away, if we get through October and we're still at seven points or maybe even more, that's it, it's done at that stage. Like so, um, But we're just so far away, ahead of everyone else in that league. So I think, just to laugh at them a bit more, did you see the video of the, of the picture in the nightclub in the black? Jacket to the ski mask. The real Spider Man mask. <laughs> just like, they're just the most embarrassing fucking club in world football. Like, yeah. <laughs> when they tried to call Tavernier over after the game and he didn't come on. <laughs> More passion. More passion. Oh, the Hall of Famer. Now they're looking at it here. He should be put in the Celtics like, Hall of Fame. That's what they want to be doing. Get him straight in there. He's the biggest fucking myth. I mean, the funeral director as their assistant manager. Oh, myth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like you, you couldn't make it up. Nah, like, we said it last week. Their best players, their manager. Yeah, uh, literally. That's why I said the group chat. Like, they're just a, a, a disgrace. Um, they're only decent players, but the rest of them are awful. That front three they have is. Like, I, I I wish we were playing them next week. Uh, it's annoying. I wish we were playing them every week. It's it's annoying me so much that we're nearly gifting them that league cup. Mate, at this stage, the way they're playing, 
Honest, like, <laughs> I, watched, I watched the Connor Goldson interview, and that is absolutely gold. He just repeat. He's just been told just go out and say, "This is the Connor. You have to say that we're broken. Um, you know, we need to we need to respond. We need to work harder." Uh, just go out and say, "I you know, keep repeating that. Don't mention anything else. Just keep saying that." And he just goes out and he says, "Yeah, we need to work harder. You know, we feel sorry for the fans. He travels all this way and." All we can do is apologies and work harder. We need to be better. We need to work harder. You're like, fucking keep going. Let this interview run on for half an hour. It's just the whole Nate thing. Patchen. <laughs> I've said it to you, oh, Tech. You can spend another hour talking about how shit they are. Uh, and, I, and I easily What's could. That? I could easily, I easily could keep talking for an hour about them. Um, feel like because we got beaten on Wednesday, you can't properly enjoy like the beauty that has been since Saturday afternoon, um, there. Uh, uh, I mean, where did they, uh, he is the biggest fraud ever? That Beal fella, like how he got away with it for ten months, and now they're all pretending that they never liked him when he was the greatest manager since sliced bread when he got the job. They never learn. No, that it's like they never ever learn like we're talking about a man who was assistant manager at qpr who was made manager who jumped ship after a couple of games who was literally in a boardroom meeting whilst rangers were playing and giovanni from broncos was on the sailing i mean the guy is a rat he is one of the people in football who you just know is a self-serving self-interested self-serious rat and it just it's sort of see at this stage, Pierce. You almost have to credit the guy. Oh, like he got he away just, with it. He I mean, walked them all. Just he just walked in there. I mean, I'm thinking about the videos they released. Like Twitter has been sensational for the past couple of days, but his intro, <laughs> like him with an Abrax with the hair down, the scarf on his neck, and he just looks up into the screen and that mold's bouncing at you in the face. <laughs> And he's just looking at the camera going, you silly bastard. Oh, he took them for just... He took them for the fools that they were and they believed every single lie of it and he spent all their money on Dessers and Seema and just... And good, as you said, fair play to them. And, you know, they deserve everything they get. And long may it be Frank Lampard because that would just be the, the, the most beautiful appointment to him coming in there. See, like, obviously, you know, we don't want to talk about them too much, even though we could spend the next three days talking about them. But on, on, on a sort of serious note, if we were in this situation and Frank Lampard was linked with Celtic with his record, you would be spitting nails. Oh, you'd be going, you, is this a joke? And it's a real sort of, it's a real sort of, like, insight into, like, High sort of problematic, like sort of how the situation in sort of England, when in terms of you have that name because you were a fantastic player, you know, Frank Lampard being the, the Premier League legend, that you're just gifted these jobs. And I am praying hard that he gets that job. I mean, they're all also talking about your man Muscat, and I think, I think all they're basically thinking there is guy from Australia, Ants Postecoglou, get him in, he could do a job. It's uh, but and, and he played for them, and that's. That's what they'll do. They'll just play the staunch card now. Um, I, I, I said it the other day to someone. Um, they will, like, I already put my life on it that come January or something that they'll release one of these 
orange kits or some sort of like red, white, and blue battle of the psalm memorial tops just to to fill them all, and they'll all fall for it again. Like I, I wouldn't just... be surprised if they just wheeled in Johnny at our half time and do the half time raffle and just be like, <laughs> no, it is. This is what we need to do at this stage. We need to just go full on commando mode here. <laughs> just get guns out, shoot guns into the air, get this crew back on the R side. You want to know someone? They would fall hook, lane and sinker for that. They would be straight back in, stones move through the roof. They say that the Wolf of Wall Street, he's perfect. <laughs> like the, oh, the, fuck me. Sir, nail him with fucking bald. No name's fucking baldy caps. They're all fucking you know, about trying to be Johnny out there. The, the screenshots from Follow Follow of just being class. Like the one where he's talking, the guy's like, um, uh, we could put out this performance in, in front of the troops who, who dedicate their lives to us. Like, oh my, honestly, Missy, I what I call that other fucking is it heart and hand or hand oh, and heart or whatever? Him, did he crying in the stand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Warner's WWE belt, and he he put, <laughs> he put out a tweet something along the lines of, uh. <laughs> I don't know, him and his mate were talking back and forth and he's like, mate, I've seen it, thousands of angry birds in the stadium. So I was like, mate, thousands of angry birds, like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Did you see the, uh, did you see the kid in the, in the camouflage in the stand? The what? The, the, the kid that was wearing the, um, the army gear in the stand on Saturday. No. Oh, there was like a look, maybe like nine, ten year old child, and he was fully dressed up in camouflage and the whole gear when he gone for the game. <laughs> you watch and see, he'll be on the front of the, the Rangers magazine on Saturday or Sunday he's, for their match play program or next week. He'll be doing the same talk. <laughs> this is this is what we need more people like young Roger here, <laughs> more passion. <laughs> <laughs> the best party app, I don't want to have any ears come to their ground as well. The stone Stewart behind him. Oh, him, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, honestly. It does, mate, it does. It makes everything better. Um, on the Kilmarnock at the weekend, what's your thoughts? Uh, I just hope we haven't got kind of like a disappointment hangover because you know what they'll be like. They'll just come in and sit in, um, which is why everyone seems to be doing a Celtic Park, which, you know what, they're perfectly entitled to. But if that's the way they want to play, you know, Scottish football will never improve. But um, it has to be a win, doesn't it? Just, just, get, just get it over and done with. And then we've got a um a break for the Ireland games. Well the international games coming up anyway. Um I suppose that's it, isn't it? It's hard to get too excited about Kilmarnock and you know this could come back and haunt me if we can end up drawing points, dropping points, but just just go out and get a win. We just need to keep winning this winning this yeah. thing, don't we? It's just a case of like, you know, just down after the ornate and just go out and put on a performance. <laughs> just put the I think we need that as well. I think I think we're due an actually good performance. Um, yeah. You know, and do you think Palmer starts after his performance? Because I thought he was really good. I imagine it. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was neat. And, I mean, he's not. He's not got. He's not got the pace to get right away from a player. But I think he. I think he. I'd imagine he'll start tomorrow. Um, I'd say. I'd say it'll be the same team, but um, maybe Palmer will start. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tati doesn't play, and um, that's he. I, I, I think this this questions need to be asked now. But it's not just a, a bad couple of games. It's it it seems to be a thing now with him. Is he's he's 
nearly a liability I find with the ball. He's giving the ball away all the time. Um, yeah. I thought Bernardo was quite tidy on the ball when he came on on he Wednesday. He was, yep. He rose indeed. Were you impressed with McGregor? At times, yeah. Um, I just wish, you know that one where he, he sold the, the dummy and went past the guy, you know, the, 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 the pass wasn't the best, but he doesn't do that enough anymore. He, he, he plays a lot of like safe passes and you're like, he doesn't play in the half turn, which really irritates me. Yeah. Did you see the skills challenge? Again, I would be very surprised if skills wasn't offered a new contract after his last couple of performances. But what is annoying me about the skills challenge is that comes from Greg Taylor. Out of position, yeah. Totally caught high up the pitch, out of position. And skills absolutely mills your man. And what was the only time you had to save him? No, you're right. You're right. And that is that is an area that I, I needs to change, Pierce. That needs to be one of the primary areas that over the next couple of months. It needs to change. Obviously, at the minute, it can't. You know, we talked about this last week. It's sort of hands are tied because we can't, you know, bring in that sort of left back. Um, it's actually interesting. I'll throw one at you here. When Cameron Carter Vickers and the Rocky come back, are you thinking Liam Skills on the left back? No, he's too slow for that. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair play to him get back into the Ireland squad. That's more than deserved. And I, I, I didn't give him the game for Ireland next week. I thought he's been really, really solid. Absolutely. And listen, listen again, he could have been the, the, the whipping boy and the pressure that he would have been under the last couple of weeks would have been absolutely immense. So it's a huge credit to him. An absolutely fucking fantastic performance the other night. And he's definitely done himself um, a lot of favours in terms of staying on with under Brendan Rodgers. Um, definitely. Because, I mean, you're talking about a player who was gone. He was completely gone. gone wasn't he? he was he was off. Like, um, I know to find himself in a position now where he's filling in and pulling off performances like that against you know Champions League team. Again, fair play to the fella. Um, but you know, Pierce, we could talk about this until we're blue in the face. We're never going to cause any sort of damage in, in Europe until we have a quality, the quality said, um, that's going to do that. Evidently, the other night, Jada was, if Jada's on that pitch, we probably win that game. That's be completely yeah. honest about it. We need that quality. We need someone like that who, you know, can take men on, who can create chances, who can score the goals, you know, who can, you know, flip a game on its head a split second. And you're looking at that right now and you're going, Yang isn't the answer. Palm is good. The, the 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 jury's still out on him, but we need to be bringing in quality. It has to be January, I think. Brendan Rodgers, it's massive for him. He needs to be backed. You know, the whole thing as well was that you know Rodgers is coming back here. Um, the pressure was on him. The pressure's now on the board. I think it's sort of flipped a wee bit. Where you know it's, all eyes are on the board here. Bringing Brendan Rodgers back is one thing, but bringing him back and giving him you know what he needs is another. Yeah, no spot could. He fit the the nail on the head as some as as a wise man once said. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. But here, listen, we're gonna come back. We're gonna do um, a reaction to the You completely dropped out there for a second, but I presume you said we're gonna do a uh, a reaction. <laughs> Oh. Right, <laughs> technical faults there. It's uh, the joy of the internet. Are you going through to the game on Saturday? 
Uh, yeah, I'm going through tomorrow. Uh, I only I only go to the small games, so yeah, avoid the big games. I'm not a glory hunter like some people. What's your protection? <sighs> it's always two predictions, isn't it? With these kind of games, it's like we either score in the first ten minutes and we'll batter someone like seven nil, or it'll drag on till the second half. So I'd hope for the first, but I'm gonna say three one. What about you? I like it. I like it. I'm going to say 4-0. That's what I'm going with. Take that. 4-0. I think we're going to... I think, we're going to, I think it's a it's a game that we need to bounce back and really uh, put in a performance. So, yeah, I'm going to go 4-0 here. So, fancy it. Right. And on that note, so we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. <laughs> Wonderful end. Wonderful end, as always, mate. It's fantastic to do this. Um, but yeah, we're going to be back. We'll do the we'll do the, the reaction to the Kilmarnock game. Um, we're going to have Kevin, who's going to join us back here for that. Um, but yeah, Pierce, as always, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's great to get it off the chest. Do you feel better for it? No, not really. Um, but sure. <laughs> like... <laughs> that you're always a support and solid, my man. I'll chat to you very soon. Right. Good luck. Good night. Bye-bye.